I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome back to the Des Bishop Podcast. It is Thursday, March 15th. It's 8.15 a.m., and it's the alternate side of the street. Parking rules are in effect today. It's Thursday. I'm on the north side of Grand Street by the corner of Clinton, outside of Rite Aid. And I have parked my car in the Monday, Thursday, 8 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. restriction. To be honest, the street sweeper has already passed. And up until I Googled it, I thought that once the street sweeper passed, I was good. But I'm wrong. I'm not good. And... uh so, I gotta sit in my car till nine thirty, basically, which means that we are having an alternate side podcast. And if I wasn't going to Australia for six weeks on Sunday, I think I would already have changed the name to the alternate side with Des Bishop. This podcast will eventually become called the alternate side with Des Bishop, and approximately fifty percent of the podcast will be recorded while I wait to deal with the alternate side parking restrictions in New York City. Sitting in my car talking to myself, giving me something to do during that time. So, first, let me just check who's listening to my show, generation-wise. Here's a little quiz. When I sing these words, you think of the next line. Hello? little pause there to give you guys a chance to sing the next line. I'll do it again. Hello. Now, if you're my generation, you're probably singing, Is it me you're looking for? But uh, if you're younger than me, you probably went, It's me. And uh, that's always good to know. Who's who? Who's listening? Uh, And uh, that'll be pretty much it for the generation gap on this particular episode, because this episode, ladies and gentlemen, is part one of two uh, sex advice uh, episodes. I mean, basically, it's just I'm in the mood to talk a little bit about sexual stuff that, I, uh, that I'm curious about, because I'm always curious. You know, you always make these sweeping assumptions about what people are into and not into, or things that happen to them or don't happen to them, and... Uh, I find this both with men and women uh, that they think that, well, most of the time people think they're abnormal where actually they're normal. But they do also think that a lot of people do think that like all their shit is what everybody experiences, where there is actually some, there's definitely some variations. So I basically want to dig into what's normal and and what's a bit of a variant. I shouldn't say, no, I don't mean one is they're all normal but what i mean is that there's more variation on some things and then there's less variation on others um so because i'm on my own i want to do this episode in in two parts uh part one will go up uh, in a while and then i want some feedback on some of the stuff we talk about and then i'll have a follow-up one tomorrow uh so essentially because i don't have like a studio apparatus you're uh, you're like the texting in uh slash calling in except we won't do any calls uh, uh about what we talk about uh, and it's just a topic to talk about for the day um I, I i forced out a pee so that i wouldn't have to pee during my waiting in the car for parking so we're good we're good and we're ready to rock so i mean I didn't write down a set list. I did put a, I put an Instagram out just to see if anybody was going to uh, engage, but um, um, it it hasn't happened. So I guess it's just us. It's just me and you, baby. It's just me and you. So 
What do we talk about? Well, the first thing I want to talk about is uh, there's an incredible... I was talking about this last night with somebody that works in the Comedy Cellar. There's an incredible variation in the amount of time it takes a woman to have an orgasm. And it's, uh, it's always baffled me how, how varied that can be. And I love it. I absolutely love it. It can be difficult because... You know, it requires a lot of communication between each other to make sure that, uh, you know, everybody's cool. Like, okay, I'll give you all my scenarios. So, obviously, uh, and this is over a long period of time, so I don't want people to think I'm just like a total fucking horn dog and I'm just banging loads of women all the time, you know? I mean, whether you, you know, I don't want you to think it, whether it's true or not, is a separate situation. Oh, God, it was a joke. <laughs> but uh, I... Uh, in all seriousness, um, I'll just, I, you know, it's always a high five when you meet somebody that just like, it's just like, they just have an orgasm super easy, you know? And uh, that's not to say that if you're not that person that you're doing anything wrong, but I guess some people are just blessed or they figured out a trick. I don't know. But every now and then you meet somebody and it's just like fucking breathe out. And they're just like, oh, boom, you know, slam-o. Um, and and, and that's, that's wonderful. I often wonder, and this is where I really need, I, I, you know, this is where I really need somebody who properly knows what they're talking about in terms of, like, the physiology of uh, what's going on in the body during sex. But I often wonder if those people, or sorry, those women, really, because uh, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty confident about the male orgasm, not as confident about the female orgasm. Those women that just like boom just like come in five seconds is their orgasm as fierce or as intense as the one that takes ages to achieve um and that's a question that i don't have an answer to uh, i mean of course i could google or open up some cosmopolitans but um you know uh so 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 when it's n Let's let's go to the opposite end of the spectrum. So let's say, uh, let's let's not talk about intercourse because you know intercourse is you know I I've encountered way more women than not that struggle to achieve an orgasm during penetrative sex, which is you know fine. And I I I know from research that that doesn't mean I'm doing anything wrong. It's just some women find that difficult, and that's fine. But let's so let's let's put that to the side. Okay, uh, let's say, you know, oral sex and you're really, really focused. I mean, you are, you are fucking, you're down there and you're, you're, you're pulling every trick you've got. I mean, really every trick in the book. And it, it, it seems that the other person is, is, is loving it. I mean, there's a decent, there's a decent connection of communication where, Everyone seems to be having a good time, but you just you just can't get that fucker to turn over, you know. <laughs> you can't you can't get it into the spot, you know, or whatever you know whatever it is the 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 concentration required from the woman or the comfortability or whatever it is that will take it to the spot. And it seems like you might get there so many times, like so many false alarms, but you're like stay focused. And then you start to get, so this is what happens. I start to get paranoid about, like, is she too polite to say, listen, it's, it's not happening? Is she too polite to say, I like it more this way or I like it more that way? Um, is she genuinely, like, still in the zone and, and thinks she's going to get there? Uh, you know, that's a hard moment because you don't want to ruin, you know, like, so sometimes I want to ask, like, is everything good? Is this good? But I don't want them to think that I'm getting bored. Because honestly, I'm really never getting bored when I'm doing that. Like, I'm literally 100% happy to do that for a very, very long time. Sometimes I need to take a break literally because my jaw is hurting. Like, it's fucking 1995 and I've taken two Yorks and I'm fucking out my face. Like, and I've been chewing gum for five hours. Like, nah. So, uh, you know, I can get that jaw feeling, you know. Like Carl Cox is playing in the back room and Henry's and I'm fucking going out of for is like. But uh but uh you know uh 
so sometimes I want to ask, but then I, you know, because I've done that before where I've kind of like come up for air and been like, ah, 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 I'm okay. And, uh, you know, joking, like I'm kidding, but, you know, I've come up for air and uh, they've thought then that that meant that I was like, you know, too tired or something. But I literally just wanted to make sure like everything was cool. Because, you know, I also don't want it to get to the stage where it's like physically uncomfortable. Like, like it's became, you know, like there's just been too much contact and it gets a little like uh you know that sort of like um uh, like electric shock feeling uh you know you, you know what i'm talking about where it's just like a little bit too much uh so you know you just do like a little you know you do like a little check-in uh but it, it, there's been a couple of times where that check-in has been like no it's okay forget it and you feel like are they saying okay forget it because they've given up or are they saying okay forget it because they think i i need a break you know uh so you know I mean, basically, the whole point of this conversation is that that communication in the heat of the moment can be difficult, you know, and you don't want to get too damn scientific and, you know, but at the same time, you want, well, like in my situation, I always want her to get there, you know, because it just feels like unsatisfying if that hasn't happened, you know, uh, so, so, so here's my question, here's sort of question number two, uh, does a woman just need to be like just totally accepting of the fact that she's one of those women that just it just takes ages and that's just the way it is uh or 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 is there is there a thing that that's that's missing for her um i'll just take the guy out of it for just a sec because you know you assume so say say a woman is like 33 and she's had you know, numerous sexual partners throughout her life. So she's she's experienced some variations on uh, skills and techniques. <laughs> and, uh, and she's still always that person that just takes a while, you know? Does, is there anything that, that she can do to, to make it quicker? Or is that just a, a thing that she just needs to accept, which is totally fine? And, uh, and then, I guess, just find a way to communicate to... A guy, you know, listen, you know, you're going to be down there a while, <laughs> but, uh, but it, it will happen, you know, so there will be fruits for your efforts. Um, although, I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a weird bit of foreplay. It's like, listen, get ready, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, sorry. I forgot to tell you, I have a little bit of a chest infection, <laughs> which ruins the sexy moment where, you know, you're trying to talk dirty and then it's like, <laughs> oh God, excuse me. Sorry. I was just, uh. Just have a chest infection, so sorry. I was, I was trying to stay focused down there, but uh, I, you know, just can't handle it. This damn COPD. Uh, <laughs> sorry. So um, clearly, you can tell I enjoy talking about this too much. But uh, you know, what happened was, I was, I was, I was chatting last night with um, one of my, one of my buddies, that uh, works in the in the the village underground, actually. And we had a good chat about these matters. And I thought, well, this would be fun to talk about tomorrow. But um, but anyway, uh, just in terms of, like, the, 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 the man going down. I mean, I can't even give advice to guys because, my, 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 honestly, my advice always is, like, try to ask, you know? I mean, over the years, I found that's gotten a little easier because I think women have, you know, become more open about that stuff and also i think women have kind of valued the fact that you know it's it's for them just as much as it's for the guy you know so i think women have have realized like i'm gonna fucking i'm gonna tell this motherfucker where he needs to be because i'm i'm gonna i want to get my money's worth out of this um so but so i don't really have advice for a guy because like i said you know you encounter so many variations in terms of like the 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 way that women like it so my advice really is always just like ask you know and if 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 you're with somebody that seems to not be too comfortable with talking about it then i would suggest just not pushing it you know because i've had that too where people just you know they don't want to discuss you know they they just want to get down to it and you, you just do what you do and if it's good great and if it's not good so be it you know i mean I think if you're in a situation where you're, 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 um, you're paying attention to that, then you're probably doing all right anyway. I would, I would assume, you know, 
and uh and obviously so much of it comes down to like mood and you know all that all that different stuff but uh so anyway that's that one that's not a bad first one i guess you know uh get some feedback on that we'll follow up on that tomorrow you know i don't want to over talk it uh until i get some feedback especially if i'm like you know i'm showing myself to be highly ignorant of uh, certain things but here after tomorrow i'll be less ignorant you know there's nothing that will keep a person in everlasting ignorance more than contempt prior to investigation so this is a uh, investigative podcast this is an investigative episode uh about how can we be better lovers um so what else jesus i should have really wrote down a list you know i was too casual this morning you know and we all know that casual sex is not as good as loving intimate relationship sex so uh i shouldn't have been casual about the sex podcast in fact it was the worst thing i could have been uh although i will say that I mean, I'm a man, so I can only speak as a man. And I'm not going to be ashamed of this, but I have enjoyed casual sex in my life. And I've only, now that I'm a bit older, I only enjoy it now if if it's clear that it's what both parties are totally comfortable with. I, I mean, it's always it's always consensual in, in, in my case, but, you know... Sometimes I, I, I've, I've, I've felt uh, some, you know, regret or remorse that maybe it wasn't a good idea. Uh, and I, that's, you know, that's, uh, that's unfortunate. Or, you know, like a kind of like a awkwardness about leaving or not leaving. I mean, we've all been in that situation. That is awkward, you know. Casual sex brings a lot of... A lot of drama. That's why I, I don't actually think casual sex is a great idea because it's often, it's off like one night stands, I guess I'm talking about. It's often seems like a good idea, but, you know, then afterwards, emotions that you thought you were cool with kick up and it's it gets messy, you know? You don't feel great about yourself. I mean, I think what happens is a lot of people don't feel great about themselves afterwards. And, I mean, just going on when I talk to women... They they seem to get, you know, more of an emotional connection than the guy gets. Um, like, I remember I was talking to Nikki Glazer about this recently. She has a new show on Sirius XM called You Up. But I was, we were just chatting about, we were just chatting about casual sex in general. And what she had said, and I hope she it, it's okay that I'm quoting her, because she's not present, but she had just said that there's just something more emotional about having someone inside you. And that that brings maybe more vulnerability and it leaves a woman feeling more emotionally connected. And that it's it's she was I think she was kind of making the point and I'm open to correction if she ever listens to this. She was making the point that it's harder for a woman to just be casual, you know, because like, you know, you get so horny. So you're not in a relationship. You get so horny and you just you really just want to get fucked. That, I mean, this is. This is me paraphrasing. Um, uh, and, or you just want to have sex. I mean, I shouldn't use these terms, but um, I, I, I think, I, I think it was, that was the kind of vibe of the conversation. And, uh, you, you, you know, you just want to, you want that. And then you, you think you can go out and do it, but when you do it, you just, you don't feel great. And I, I think that, I think that guys, definitely seem to be okay with it you know uh and women less so but in saying that having said that um in my more mature years in the silver years i have definitely had a small number of what i would consider to be exceptionally positive no strings attached sexual experiences and I will also add that since I moved to New York more you know more sort of full-time uh, 
I actually had a situation where, actually two, I'm not going to get into details about them, but both times I was totally used, like literally used for sex. And I got to be honest, I thought it was the best fucking thing ever. <laughs> all the sort of, all the, the stuff was on their side, you know, all the kind of like, they were really pushing for it. They just kind of like had their needs met and left. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, fuck yeah, man. Why was I getting such a hard time for this type of behavior over the years? But, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm kidding, but, you know, um, like they certainly weren't going to get a text from me a couple of days later being like, you think it's fine that we just have a one night stand and then you don't text me? Um, so they, I was ghosted, you know, they were gone. I would have kept it going uh, and it, it did happen. But yeah, I definitely had a few situations recently where, and I, you know, I, I like that. I, I, I consider it to be like um, uh, an evolution, but maybe I'm just wrong. Maybe it just happens more when you're older. And maybe people will disagree. Maybe they think it's negative. But, you know, for me personally, I just feel like, uh, whatever, sex is like an incredible drive in all of us. You know, it's got to be evolutionary. Uh, but at the same time, it's very pleasurable. Um, so, like, like rock climbing is very dangerous, but people love it. Skiing is very dangerous, but people love it. And, you know, you try to be as safe as possible and you try not to get hurt. Um, and you know, I feel like in, in a way, if you treat sex in a similar way where when I say safe, I mean, emotionally, you try to be as emotionally safe as possible. You protect yourself, you wear protection, you protect yourself from, from dangerous men mostly. Uh, and you, you know, you, you hope that you're in a safe situation. And if that is the case and all you want is to just have sex because it's fun, then why can't women you know do that you know the same way that men have been able to do that you know and maybe it's just a male way of looking at what women need you know maybe women are sitting here listening to this going no why don't men just fucking be more nurturing <laughs> you know why don't men stop motherfucking ghosting you know so maybe some women are thinking that and I'll, I'll take some feedback on that too but you know I'm also, you know, I'm thinking about this more in a sort of sex positive. Like, why the hell does it have to be so negative, all the feelings around it? And even on a deeper, the deeper question is, is the, where's the shame coming from? Say, say a, a, first, a woman that's just so fucking horny, just wants to have sex. And then she does it and she feels bad. You know, is that where is that emotion coming from is it shame from her upbringing is it actually just that that emotional vulnerability that a woman feels from doing it that has has made her feel that way you know what those are questions i'm chucking out there so I look forward to feedback on that uh and and I, oh here's a question this is an interesting one uh if it's like the best sex ever does that make you feel better even if it ends up being just like a one night stand like like if it just turns out to be one of those like killer nights do you feel better or or actually do you feel more emotionally do you think i need you know i want to be with this guy and then if that doesn't work out does that leave you feeling uh hurt or unsatisfied you know i'm just these are just questions i'm throwing out um and uh you know, I mean, yeah, that happened, you know, that happened to me recently. Well, you know, whatever. I don't want to get into too much detail, but, um, you know, because this is me. People that I know listen to it, and then it's like, oh, shit. Damn. Damn. Now they know shit about me, man. Damn. This is rascal Pico train. Uh, not everybody will get that. So, 
24 minutes and 48 seconds into the podcast. We're live here at the Des Bishop Podcast, soon to be the alternate side podcast, and we are recording from Grand Street and Clinton Street Junction, right at the right-hand turn of people coming off the FDR Drive and getting on the Williamsburg Bridge. The traffic is moving along, uh, slightly heavy, but pretty normal for this time of the day. And we'll be back with the second half of the first part of a two-part podcast here on the alternate side with Des Bishop, live from the Lower East Side. Being triggered by the Des Bishop podcast, please contact the podcast hotline at Des Bishop on Instagram, Des Buffer, D-E-S-B-U-F-F-E-R, on Snapchat or at Des Bishop on Twitter and contact him with your concerns about being triggered by the Des Bishop podcast, uh, because this is a slightly more personal, sexual, and what some would consider dirty podcast. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So there may be some triggering going on. So please contact us on Instagram at Des Bishop, Snapchat, Des Buffer, and Twitter at Des Bishop. And for the parents who are posting pictures of their children on Facebook, my Facebook is facebook.com forward slash Des Bishop. Thank you for listening. And we're back. We're back here. A beautiful, sunny winter morning here in New York City. Sun is beaming off of the co-ops built in the early 1960s by the Garment Workers Union. Originally, the building that I bought in was built for uh, garment workers, uh, union members, who uh, largely was a Jewish area, the Lower East Side, and there was a lot of textile industries, sweatshops and the like, and then they organized and improved conditions for themselves uh, and then created uh, better living conditions um, in uh, the section of the Lower East Side, south of Delancey Street. Uh, sadly, also in the 1960s, they decided to knock down raise uh, a tenement neighborhood and due to a series of uh, you know corruption and controversies uh, the area just south of Delancey but north of where I am right now laid idle literally empty and idle for 40 years but is now in the process of being redeveloped uh, the development is called Essex Crossing and uh, the first of the Essex Crossings businesses opened up just this week um, it's a cafe around the corner. I actually I forgot the name of the of, of the cafe, but uh, it's uh, it's on Broom Street, and uh, it's a it's a it's a community cafe. So the staff will the staff will be um, kids from the area because this area used to be not great, uh, quote unquote not great. Uh, in, in my lifetime, it was not great. Uh, big problem with heroin and crime, and. Uh, you know, the Lower East Side used to be synonymous with, uh, you know, deprivation. Uh, and some of the the residue of that exists in terms of poverty and inequality. And so this cafe will be taking kids between the age of 17 and 21 who dropped out of school, whose uh, employment opportunities are minimal, and uh, giving them training and some, some pay. Uh, so that opened up literally a half a block from my door, which was very exciting because, first of all, I'm a cafe addict. I love my morning trips to cafes, 
write a few jokes when the when the coffee kicks in but i liked the fact that it uh, was trying to help out the community because there's always that sense of guilt that you're a gentrifier you know even though i'm sort of like a working class kid from queens uh and you know you know i feel like as a new yorker in a way you're allowed to migrate but at the same time you can't deny the fact that you're a gentrifier and you just bought an apartment for four times what it could have been bought for 20 years ago which is uh, you know a testimony to the changing demographics of the neighborhood so you're part of that so you'd like to think that you're well i well i want to be supportive of uh, any project which can uh, try to mesh the positivity of gentrification uh, or sort of uh, leak the benefits of that onto the original uh, people in the community who unfortunately often get pushed out rather than risen up. So it's not really a case of the rising tide raises all boats, lifts all boats. It's really a case of the rising tide either drowns people or pushes them out of the water. So you don't like to be part of that so you'd like to think that in some way you can help um but i'm also aware that life sucks and sometimes it's just not fair and you can't take on all the emotions associated with the unfairness of life because you'd really feel bad all the time so there's a there's a you have to have a mixture of acceptance and a desire to take action where possible and i think if you're ever looking for a good understanding of the serenity prayer lord grant me the serenity to accept the things i cannot change the courage to change the things i can and the wisdom to know the difference well you have just heard that in action because that is even though i'm not a religious man and i think most people know that that's the prayer that people use in the recovery from alcoholism and drug addiction but that's a, it's a good it's a good prayer take the word god out of it and just say Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. That is not a bad little mantra for the day. You know, that'll, that'll get you going on a day. Just take the word God out of it if you have a problem with God. You know? Um, so, so we're still here. I just took like a little mental break even though I kept talking. I mean, I should have just turned off the bloody machine and got my thoughts together. So, uh, okay, what other, what other thing? Oh, okay. So, here's an interesting thing. I was on the Howard Stern wrap-up show, and, uh, whatchamacallit, you have to, like, the Howard Stern wrap-up show is a weird show because y you literally just have to talk about Howard Stern show stuff. You know, it's not like something comes up that's something on the show and then you talk about your own experiences with it. You literally talk about the whack pack people that were involved. Um, you talk about like, how do you think Howard was feeling there? Was Howard right or was Howard wrong? Uh, you know, and so there's not a lot of freedom to discuss. But something was very interesting the last couple of days on the Howard Stern show, which... <laughs> excuse me which I uh, used to listen to a lot as a kid then I moved to Ireland didn't really listen to that much Howard uh, but I always loved it and I kind of thought I, w I had grown out of it you know like I never had a desire in moving back to America to start listening to Howard Stern again but when I li you know I was, on, I was on the wrap up show before and then I was on the wrap up show the other day I had to listen to it and I was like Damn, how it's turned is good. Now there's some there's some immature stuff on there still, which I'm shocked that they hold on to. But I, I just kind of I put that to the side really because Howard Stern is so fucking funny, man. He's so funny. Uh and I you know it was very enjoyable to listen to it again. Anyway, they had on Ronnie the limo driver, who, you know, his whole sort of character is like he's a dirty bastard and he's banged loads of women and you know, he's got, like, a lot of fetishes and stuff. <coughs> Excuse me. God, it's so embarrassing to not have a cough button. I mean, I do. I could have just turned down the mic for a sec. But uh, anyway, uh, Ronnie the limo driver 
has a, a girlfriend at the moment and um she, you know he, he he likes ass play so he likes when uh in, in, a, in during sex if somebody plays with his ass like a finger or something like that and uh but his uh girlfriend pegged him now i i didn't know the term pegging but uh the uh you know it's basically she put a, a dildo in his ass and if, if this is too far i i apologize you know but i i'm really just doing your thinking maybe you're totally fine with it but uh the the big discussion on the howard stern show was does that make you gay now I, I, like that's the immature part for me uh you know this whole like is it gay or whatever it's like you know it, like first of all like who gives a shit and secondly like it, it 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 doesn't matter you know if the guy you know just want like his girlfriend want to do it she gets off on it and he doesn't mind ass play then who the fuck cares you know but anyway all that aside i was thinking about you know there was a great sex in the city episode about ass play and uh you know i've had some i've had some discussions with people and and it's interesting because some people are just like oh yeah some guys like to have you know have you play with their ass and then other people are like really a guy likes that uh so i'm curious to know what people's uh particularly women i want to know how do you uh encounter the ass play conversation with a guy uh do you hope that it never comes up are you actually into it do you think like like my mantra really is whatever you want me to do i'll do it if it makes you feel good even if it's not my thing you know like i'll i'll, I'll, I'll when it comes to like pleasing a woman i i think there's very little i wouldn't do you know uh outside of i'm not into violence you know and i'm not into like being dominated you know it just doesn't do anything for me at all um but uh yeah so how women please message me so that we can continue this conversation tomorrow have you ever brought it up do you ask the guy have guys freaked out uh have guys brought it up to you and you freaked out have you tried to do it and be like oh my god this is horrific uh um uh yeah just a little feedback on that one because I, I i thought it was very well i thought the, the howard stern show reaction was very immature like are you gay or not uh i think the better conversation is did it feel good did it add to your sexual experience you know did you enjoy it and if you did then why the fuck would you care how you label it right that's another conversation that you can have, you know? Uh, so, um, that's another topic that we might encounter uh, at another time. And I've made jokes about that on stage, by the way. In fact, I, the, the joke I used to have uh, was, uh, sometimes like out of the blue, I used to say, women don't stick enough things up a man's ass. And of course the crowd would be like, whoa, which is what you want, because then I would say, Oh, listen, sorry, I'm not trying to be shocking, nor am I trying to be funny. Uh, it's just a personal campaign of mine to get the information out there, you know, because it just feels good, you know, like at the right time. And, you know, I joke on stage, I'm like, you know, at the right time, it's not like fucking, hey, honey, it's great to be home, bang, finger in the ass. <laughs> you know, it's got to be, you know, you got you to gotta warm it up and uh, you got to be in the right zone, the right time, the right mood, too. You know, it's not like an always thing. But uh, anyway... Uh, so the joke is that, you know, people can't, you know, usually it's in Ireland. So it's like, oh, Irish women aren't into it. You know, it's like, no, that's that's disgusting. And Irishmen forget it. They're like, there's not going up that fucking hole. Because <laughs> Irishmen are convinced that the gay button is up there. And once it's pressed, that's it. There's no going back. It's like, bing, woo, wake me up before you go, go. Uh, and that was a joke. And that gets a little laugh. Excuse me. I got. I really should have brought water in the car. I know I'm stuck. I can't leave the car. But, uh. Because now I'm really scratchy. It's almost like uncomfortable. I'm sure there's like one or two pulmonary specialists listening to this right now saying, oh my God, this guy needs a scan. Uh, and by the way, this is the second time this has happened in like six weeks. It was very frustrating. But I had asthma. 
as a child, and I think I still have. I, you know, I, I get chesty a lot. I'm not going to lie. I do get chesty a lot. So this is, you know, not a surprise. And I was in Miami last weekend, and there was a lot of air conditioning. And I, 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 I find that air conditioning triggers it. Now, I might be wrong, but every time I'm in a hot place with a lot of air conditioning, this happens to me. So if there's any doctors in the midst of this crazy conversation, is that true? Can, my, can I get a chest infection triggered by an air conditioner? Uh, anyway, that was my joke. And uh, I've been doing it a long time, but I noticed an Ali Wong special, which is a great special, certainly a great first 15 minutes on Netflix. Uh, she has a little, like, similar kind of a punchline about, you know, like turning a guy gay, like if, as if the switch is up there. So, uh, um, but, but I, I, first of all, I say it's nothing to do with Ali Wong's joke. And secondly, you know, I've been doing it a long time. But, you know, I'm not saying, any. I'm not going to stop doing it. And I don't want her to stop doing it. But, you know, I notice there's a slight similarity with the joke. And I don't really do it nowadays. But every now and then, if, like, it comes up on, like, off the cuff or, like, or connected to something that's off the cuff, I'll do it. And now I'm a little paranoid that people will think that's Ali Wong's joke. But, yeah, that's the uh, pitfalls of the job, I guess. Uh, so that's out there now, too. You know what? I want to talk a little more, but I really need a glass of water. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, like, run into Rite Aid. Hopefully, don't get a ticket, and I'll be back. Yeah, we're back, guys. I feel a little more lubricated. Maybe, in light of what we're talking about, that's not the right word, but um, I feel, I feel a little better. And then finally, the final thing I want to discuss. Which, you know, I don't know if this is really, maybe it's slightly different to what we've been talking about, but the eradication of pubic hair has been such an interesting development for me. And it was, it, it, be, it became fresher for me because in China, they do not shave their pubic hair, man or woman. And I mean, first of all, I'm completely fine with that because it's totally natural Plus, I come from a generation where, you know, as I was getting, you know, basically from when I started masturbating, uh, vaginas had hair on them. So the the original vaginas that I thought, you know, I started to fantasize about were hairy. And so a hairy vagina is not like a a, a disgusting thing for me. So, the eradication of hair is so interesting because, well, I mean, I don't know if there's evidence of it, but I think most people anecdotally accept that porn has had a hell of a lot to do with it. Uh, but I just think it's so interesting that, like, say, a 25-year-old a woman, I'm just throwing out an age, will just think that it's the most disgusting thing ever. Uh, and, and that happened over, that's a 30-year change. Like, in 30 years, hair in your pubic region has become the most disgusting thing ever. And I think it's also an interesting sort of sexist discussion that you could have about how there doesn't seem to be as much pressure on a guy. And now I'm 42, so, you know, I may be showing my age here. I know that most guys now are, like, uh, tending to their garden. But I, I don't think it's a deal breaker for a woman. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. If the guy has like, you know, full bush. Uh, so it's just a, such an interesting development that, that, that and, and, and accepted by most people, I think, that like pubic hair is disgusting, which I just think is crazy, you know? Uh, I mean, in a way, leg hair being disgusting is crazy too, you know? The fact that that became, you know, a norm uh, and why that happened uh, I won't be able to get to the bottom of it, but I do think it's kind of weird, you know, that it, the, the escalation towards the removal of, of, of body hair and hair being considered disgusting. I mean, excess hair I can understand, but, you know, I can understand why somebody might be paranoid about excess hair but, uh, also, uh, because maybe it's like out of the norm, quote unquote, but... Um, but I do think it's funny, and I don't. I don't think most people question it. You know, 
and it, in a way, it's just a trend. People probably don't see it that way, but it's just a trend. Like, in my childhood, mustaches were cool. Magnum P.I. had a mustache. Then uh, Burt Reynolds had a mustache. Uh, and then mustaches were gone. Like, they were just, like, not cool. And obviously, over the last 10 years, they've become totally cool again. People are full of beards. And, and now that's sexy. So suddenly, facial hair is sexy. But pubic hair is not. So it's really just a trend. People don't, people don't know that, but it's just a fucking trend. But, like, most people don't go, a beard or no beard is disgusting. But, like, suddenly now pubic hair is disgusting. Oh, my God, it's disgusting, right? Or, or worse. No, not worse, sorry. But, like, so now you have a scenario where people will be like, oh, no, you can't go down on me because I haven't tended to my garden. You know, I, I didn't shave down there. You can't go down on me. I was like, I don't give a fuck. I couldn't give a shit. You c I lived in China. I didn't give a fuck. Yeah, don't give a fuck if you're fucking hairy down there or not. Don't give a shit. Uh, and, you know, I, I want to go down. So why the fuck are you stopping me? It's not going to bother me, but I know it's bothering you. You're uncomfortable. But why are you uncomfortable? Who gives a fuck? You know, so it, I find that very interesting that we've moved that far away from pubic hair that it's now so disgusting, you know, and like a woman, a woman won't let you go down if she's like not totally 100 percent like fresh, you know, I, I, you know, I don't give a fuck. That's me, though. And I get it. You know, I get why you. You might not be comfortable, you know? And uh, so put that out there, you know? Does anyone have a question about the eradication of pubic hair? What are people's thoughts about the eradication of pubic hair? Should guys be trimming their shit a lot nowadays? I mean, I think most porns, the, uh, the guy's bush is trimmed now too. So, you know, should, should a man be tending to his... His area, what's the, what is the preferred trimming length of a man's bush, you know? I mean, a lot of guys like shaving it because it makes their dick look bigger, you know? Just gets, gets any, uh, you know, just gets the, the, the full length to be exposed, you know? Um, <coughs> oh, God, it's so sexy. Flim so hot. So uh, sorry to ruin the mood there. <laughs> but, you know, I'm a comedian, not a sex therapist. So we like to break it up with a with a laugh or a bit of awkwardness. So, I mean, <clears throat> those are the main topics that we're going to continue to discuss tomorrow and more. You know, I'm, I'm open to all feedback on this, you know. <laughs> so um, what do we got? Let's see. Let me, um, hold on, let me just turn this down so I can have a good call. Oh, God, if you could have heard that. Wow. That was a real good clearing there. I really got it up there, you know? So, uh, we're going to discuss this more, uh, more stuff o over the next few months, but, uh, for now... Let's get some feedback on, you know, communication with the guy when he's going down. You know, how long is too long when you're going down? Uh, um, you know, is do women just have to accept, uh, you know, the length of time it takes them to have an orgasm, or 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 is there a way for them to to change it? Uh, the feedback on that, which would I'll then share with the class. Um, also, uh, oh, we had a little discussion about ass play, you know, how do you bring that up? Uh, do you never want that brought up? Uh, you know, I guess another question about the ass play thing is, uh, if, if, if a guy likes it and the woman really doesn't like it, should she feel obligated to do it because she wants to please her man? You know, that's, a, that's, a, that's a question, you know, to throw that out there. Uh, and then we, uh, we discussed the eradication of pubic hair. Uh, so any thoughts on that? Any thoughts on other than porn, where that might be coming from? Um, 
what's uh, what's acceptable for a man in terms of his pubic hair length. And uh, I think I think we're going to have a good continued discussion about this. I'll put some work into it this evening, and uh, I'll record another ep, and uh, I'll get this up uh, right now. And uh, I like these discussions, and um, so uh, we'll chat tomorrow. And also, uh, you don't forget at Des Bishop on Twitter. Instagram is my preferred method at the moment. I'm trying to build that up. It seems to be the most important one. God forgive me for being. Uh, Worried about my career at Des Bishop on Instagram. Follow me there. And uh, Snapchat Des Buffer. And it's just Snapchat's so fucked up at the moment that I haven't been using it that much, but I will be checking it. So Des Buffer, you can message me directly. There's no blockage there. And you can message me on Instagram. It doesn't go into my immediate DMs. It goes into that other sort of message request one, but I'll, I'll see them. And... Uh, so slide into my DMs. And uh, I want feedback from guys and women on this. Not going to lie. My Instagram is 76% women. Love to maybe balance the demographics of my Instagram a little bit more. But uh, I do tend to get more feedback from women. So it would be great to get some guys back in the game. You know? Don't know what I did to offend the guys. But, uh... Hey guys, let's get some feedback on this. Um, these are important issues because the whole mission is to make us better lovers, you know? And a better lover is going to have a happier partner. And a happier partner is going to make your life a lot better. And it's really, this is really just a push to uh, make men more attentive to women's needs in general, you know? And uh, we just happen to be focusing on the bedroom, which I like to consider my area of expertise. This has been The Alternate Side with Des Bishop, broadcasting live from Grand Street and Clinton Street. We'll be back tomorrow to follow up on some of our themes. Thanks for listening. Good day. 